It's Guy Fox Night. And it's time to light up the lights. 0141 951 1025. We've got Rocket Roger Hanna. And more spark than a date with DL. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Bonfire Night. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic get ready to head to Rome after making it through to the League Cup final Rangers busy schedule continues with the visit of Porto and Stevie Clark announces his latest Scotland squad with Kieran Tierney not included I'm Gordon Duncan joining me tonight uh, Gordon DL who didn't even know it was bonfire night until five <laughs> seconds ago he's just <laughs> revealed and r- the rocket Roger Hanna as you just heard well, never mind bonfire night. The only fireworks we're interested in, Gordon, are the Europa League games on Thursday night. Celtic in Rome to try and do a double over Lazio. Rangers at Ibrox at home to Porto. It'll be another terrific night of European football. And before any of the callers phone in to ask, neither myself nor Gordon Dale were available for the Scotland call-up because we're managing issues. Yeah, I'm looking forward to a good week of football. Uh, starting on Thursday night, it's always exciting. Uh, Watching the game coming in live, obviously, you know, Celtic Lazio. Looking forward to that, Rangers Porto. And then back to league business at the weekend, Gordon. Um, Rangers go to Livingston. Not the easiest place in the world to go and get a result. And uh, Celtic play against an informed motherwell. Lot to, to play for. What do you make of the weekend's football then? It was all quite straightforward for Glasgow against Edinburgh in the end. We now know we're set up for that big final. On December the 8th at Hamden Yeah and a ticket announcement this afternoon £45 top prize for the Betfred Cup final at Hamden Rangers versus Celtic It's the first Old Firm Cup final in 8 seasons um, I like to have a good moan about ticket prices I don't think anyone can complain about that If you go by the law of supply and demand Gordon At £45 top ticket £35 for your normal ticket You could fill the place 3 times over What did you make of it at the weekend Gordon? Uh, I thought it was easy victories for both uh, I've got to say And I'm going to be Really kind to both teams I thought they could have scored A lot more goals going And a lot of people will say Oh listen to him Being critical I just think that They played that well Celtic and Rangers Celtic should have scored A barrel load against Hibs They were shocking And I thought Rangers Cruised it against Hearts Which we're not surprised I.e. That's why both teams are looking for new managers And um, I'll be interested to see what happens over the next coming weeks Who's going to step into their roles And uh, it's going to be really interesting Because they're down the bottom of the league They're so-called big clubs But they've got to get the right people in Yeah, I mean, Roger Hanna, you're outnumbered tonight Gordon and I have, have uh, going to gang up on you Since you were doing your best to move Stephen Robinson on To, to Incastle at the weekend Is it still looking likely as far as you're concerned? Well, no, nothing's dissuaded me from it I don't think there's any other um, candidates who have moved ahead of Stephen Robinson As I said at the weekend There's many a slip between cup and lib um, I think they will ask permission to speak to Stephen Robinson And then it's just down to whether or not a deal can be done uh, he's still favourite with the bookmakers. They don't get too much wrong. Jack Ross, favourite for the Hibernian job to take over from Paul Heckingbottom. I think the one imponderable there is it's the first time Ron Gordon has ever appointed a football manager. Does he have friends across in the States? Could he jet someone into that hot seat? Or does he go with what you might you know see as a tried and trusted someone who knows the division, somebody who knows Scottish football like Jack? You've got to say, Gordon, there'll be a lot of uh, big names in for these jobs because 
If you look at the both clubs They're big clubs It's a good job um, They're struggling I think that makes it better Going in there And if you can revamp it And get them back up the league again Get them working well Get them scoring goals Get them winning games Then they get big crowds um, It'll be interesting to see Who actually takes over And Budge talking about A sporting director as well That may be a stumbling block I know that the modern day game now is you've got directors of football, sporting directors, whatever you want to call them. But a manager might just go in there and say, no, I would prefer to just go myself. But the way Ann Budge is talking, then the sporting director will be having a big part to play, whoever that may be. 01419511025. That is the number you need to get in touch tonight. You can tweet us at Clyde SSB. Whether you're still looking back on the weekend's action, maybe you're looking forward to the Europa League action on Thursday as well um, Roger Hanna the interesting thing about these Europa League fixtures this is part two of that double header we, we, we've seen it just a couple of weeks ago we, we know the opposition we've seen Lazio come to Glasgow and lose we saw Rangers go to Portugal and, and get that impressive point how are they set up for the, the return leg if yeah, you like it, listen I think they're both set up well and not just in terms of the, the return leg as you describe it Gordon we've seen every team in the two groups so far I don't think there's any of the teams would, would terrify Celtic or Rangers Celtic have come through with A home win against Lazio They've got a well-earned point A way to win Home win over Clues So nothing will scare Celtic in the second half Of their group And, and likewise Rangers beat Feyenoord It was 1-0 going on Whatever you want it to be A mistake by James Tavernier Probably a mistake by Alan McGregor as well Cost them a point in Switzerland That it should have taken they got a point in Portugal And with two of their last three G- Group G games At Ibrox I think they're well set up to go through as well 01419511025 Let's hear from you nice and early This is the perfect time to call Let us know what is on your mind Let's hear from a former Celtic striker Who doesn't think Neil Lennon needs another striker There's been a lot of talk about what Celtic need in that department But John Hartson does not think Neil Lennon needs to add another striker in January He believes they've got plenty of goal scoring options who can fill in He says the Celtic boss won't be worrying about the prospect of Odds and Edward picking up an injury If you've got Lee Griffiths coming back Then I don't think Lee is far away Um, You know, it's like everything else It's like if you've got an injury um, to one of your major defenders, I think. I think clubs sometimes have to deal with injuries. That's sometimes how it is. Um, you've got Elianusi. Um, you know, I think he can play in a more forward, advanced role. You've got Ryan Christie who likes to break from midfield. So I think you know you could even go in with a false number nine if anything did happen to um, to Edward. But it's like you can't really go. Through um, through a season, worrying too much about your your main men getting injured, you know. I think if Celtic were to lose Scott Brown, he would be a big loss. You know, same as Edouard, who's a fantastic young centre forward. You could say the same if Rangers were to lose the experience of a Davis or the powerhouse of a, of, of Goldson at the back. You know. Um, or one of their star strikers or lose both that can quite easily happen and players can get injured in training they, they haven't even got to get they can pull a hamstring at any time so I don't think you can really worry yourself you know lose sleep over um, over uh, players getting injured I think it's you know it's um, it's just part of the game so um, I'm not too sure whether Neil will be looking to go in for another centre forward You've just got to have something in place And I think Celtic are well covered in that sense Are Celtic well covered in that sense? No 
Um, and don't take my word for it Take Neil Lennon's word for it He spoke at the pre-match press conference I think it was before the trip up to Aberdeen last week And asked directly Did he want a striker in the January transfer window He said yes And it, it's understandable because Lee Griffiths has struggled to get back to a position Where he can be put into the first team Having missed a spell of last season it, It's just typical of someone who's been out for a period of time They come back and they start pick up you know little niggly injuries And, and they're out for another period of time Bio has a minor injury at the minute But even when he's back He hasn't played a lot of football bio And if anything were to happen to Odson Edward I think just in terms of numbers I think Neil Lennon would be more comfortable Having another striker in at his disposal I think he's got to get another striker Gordon. Uh, I understand what John Hartson's talking about That anybody can pick up injuries If you look at Celtic If they, they pick up an injury to Edward just now I think guys like Scott Sinclair can go and play through the middle, especially at home where they create chances and they can score goals. Forrest can play through the middle. But it's such a big season. There's a lot of games. They're already in the cup final. They're already obviously, you know, challenging with Rangers for the, the league, which is so important. I think you've got to cover yourself. Griffiths has not played a lot of football. He's on his way back. It'll be interesting to see how long that takes. You've got bio that... The jury's still out. I, I still think the lad needs an opportunity. I think he needs a, a chance. But if you get into January and you do not sign a striker, I think you leave yourself open for criticism. Let's get straight to the phones. 0141-951-1025. John is a Celtic fan on the line. Does Celtic need a new striker in January, John? Well, possibly. I, I can see where Big John's coming from as well. But as I, I hope the wee man gets back. Griffiths, I've all been on here. I worried about him much. What is the script? You know what I mean? So, but uh, I still think, as I say, get Sinclair to come back. But I don't know if Neil fancies Scott Sinclair. You know what I mean? But as I say, um, Yel Yanushi's playing out his skin, so he could probably push further forward. Or so could Christie, and then Rogic is coming back. And it's all coming well. You know what I mean? So, uh, so uh, I, I, I quite agree with Big John Hartson there. So the. Mm. I think, uh, uh, yeah, I understand what he's trying to say, but what I'm saying to you is, I think for two or three games, probably, then you've got okay cover. Because John's right, you can put, Forrest can go through there. He'll score goals from a centre-forward position, not his natural position. Sinclair can get through there. He'll score goals. El Yunus looks like a player that can play most positions as well. Christie can go further forward. So there are options. But I'm saying that if anything happened to Edward, which obviously every Celtic fan's hoping wouldn't, then I think just in the run in January, February, March, April, right up to the end of the season, I think you've got to have cover guard. You'll get away with guys fitting in for two or three games. I don't think you can take that chance when the league's so important this season. I'll give you one example. And it was discussed again at the weekend. Rangers lost a League Cup semi final a year ago to Aberdeen, if you remember, and ended up having to chuck Umar Sadiq up front because I think at the time was Morelos suspended and Lafferty was injured. Defoe hadn't yet arrived on the scene. And that probably convinced Stephen Jenner that he needed a striker last January and he went and got Jermaine Defoe and, and the rest is history. I don't think Neil Lennon. Mm. Will want to get to a situation where he's left, you know, with no one or with, with Celtic's version of Umar Sadiq, whoever that might be, left to throw. He'll want another body in the building. Mm. What else is on your mind, John? I, as I said, I, I was uh, Roger. The first point of, I've, I've heard the date right through social media and that right. It was apparently I, I can't remember if it was Cal McGregor, but I was talking about um, a swap deal with Benkovic and him. Do, do, do you know anything in the pipeline, Roger? 
No, I don't know anything in the pipeline about that. I mean, Brendan Rodgers and Leicester's interest in Callum McGregor is well known. Um, whether or not that would involve Ben to come back, I think there was interest from Derby County in taking Benkovic in a loan deal um, from January through through to the end of the season. Whether or not that happens, I'm not sure. I, I've been surprised how little football Benkovic has had under Brendan Rodgers down there because along with Boyata last season, John, you would see they were the first choice pairing up here. And I thought when Benkovic went back down south, Brendan was there. I thought he would see some action But the lads of Junko's come through Played very, very well Johnny Evans has played well Wes Morgan still kicking about there So Benkovic has been the sort of odd man out Can he come back to Celtic? Listen, it's possible I don't think it would be as part of a swap deal though. I mean, Gordon, the Celtic need Philip Benkovic He's clearly a very good player As Roger mm-hmm. says it's, it's incredible to think That such a good player is Not doing anything at the moment In any meaningful football sense So you can see why people are making the connection But with Julian having signed in the summer and El Hamed being able to go in there if, if you need him to, is that? Um, I don't worthwhile? think it's a position that the, they're really looking to strengthen, Gordon. I think they've got enough options. Um, they've got guys that can get in there and fit in. Beaton, for instance, he's even played at centre-back this season and played very well, you, you've got to say. So I think they've got enough there. I think defenders, enough. I think midfield players, they've got plenty, great competition for Celtic in that area of the pitch. I still think as much as everybody wants to see Lee Griffiths back on uh, a football field playing and scoring goals, which he obviously does, I still think they need that as a one position to cover yourself to the end of the season. I think Neil Lennon, I'll be surprised if he doesn't sign a centre forward in January. Okay, from one John to another, let's speak to John in Linwood. Hi, John. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good, thank you. What's your point tonight? And a legend. Hi John Jeez, oh, don't call him doing, John man? Don't encourage him <clears throat> No, but he's always been a legend <laughs> If you say uh, so, John What it is, guys Obviously being the 5th of November I'm not really happy about the noises outside Because I have a dog <sighs> And uh, I really do feel sorry for the animals tonight So that's my bit for the night <laughs> But uh, guys, I've I've got to admit I think this season's this season's been brilliant I mean, uh, I've been listening to the show. I've took my time coming on the show because uh, at the start I was, you know, talking about Neil Lennon and uh, he will uh, he will get the fans behind him and he's done it. But, uh, no, I've got to take my heart off to Gerard and Rangers. Uh, I, I know a lot of Celtic supporters would go, uh, whatever, rubbish me, but uh, we're having a season or we're having a game between the two. You know, and I think it's brilliant, and it's been missed. Uh, I mean, there's there's safety supporters coming on the show talking about, you know, goal difference. I think that's brilliant because now Celtic supporters are watching Rangers games, even though they don't like to watch it. And to be honest, as I said, I come on uh, the beginning and said uh, Neil Lennon would be the man, and uh, it's going to turn out that way, guys. Yeah, I think you're right, John. I think um, everyone is loving the excitement. And you get even to Sunday now and the two teams kick off at three o'clock. Am I right in saying that, Gordon? Mm-hmm. Usually one goes at 12 o'clock and the other one goes at three. And, it just and, means we don't have to stay on for six hours. Which is fantastic. Yeah. And I, I, I thank both teams for the three o'clock kickoff. Uh, it gets me an early shift. Um, but... You're right, I think the excitement's there, the goal difference and you know how many goals can they score. I've said since day one after watching both sides at home, I will f- be surprised, apart from each other, that 
they lose at home. I know that Celtic have went to Ibrox and won. Can I see Rangers going to Celtic Park and winning? Yes, I can. I can. Can I see anybody below that? No, I can't. I think it's a very difficult job. Can I see anybody going to Ibrox apart from Celtic one? No, I can't because I think the strength of the squads, both squads, are so good, Gordon. They're so talented, and it will go right to the wire. And I think we've been missing mm. this for years and years and years because I grew up with old. The minute the game was finished, you would ask how did Celtic go, or and I'm sure that Celtic players were the same years ago. With how did Rangers go? What was the score? That's back now, and that's exciting. I mean, Roger. It feels like it's still very early in the season But in actual fact we're a quarter of the way through We have had one complete round of fixtures We Time just gets away from you We're a quarter of the way through And they're separated by a goal or whatever it is So I mean I don't think many people would have predicted it to be quite that tight Yeah, listen, John's absolutely right And the essence of sport is competition And, and close competition at that I was fortunate I was at Easter Road Helicopter Sunday when Rangers won the league I was at Tannadice on a Thursday night when Celtic beat Dundee United to pip Rangers to a title then I was down at Rugby Park when Celtic Three or four days after Seville Just, just came up short in a last day shootout And Rangers scored six against and firmly won the league Those are the league championship last days That people remember the most um, I dare say Celtic fans enjoyed it When, when Brendan Rodgers team won the league by 30 points But I, I bet they enjoyed it more that Thursday night at Tannadice When they beat the United To Pip Rangers Rangers were losing up At Petodre I think Nacho Novo Has been sent off Those close last days And the build up To those close last days There's nothing like it Gordon John thanks for the call Hopefully the dog Has a pain free evening With the oh, fire how's, how's, how's the Bobby Dazzler Your dog doing he's, tonight He's do you think? absolutely terrified he? Yeah he goes under the, He goes yeah. under the bed And hides to All the fireworks Are finished Gordon I feel for him I'm And just in case anyone Thinks I'm kidding His dog is actually called Bobby Dazzler Yeah that wasn't a joke No no, he's from Shunra. Okay. Uh, 01419511025. Rangers fans, this might be an ideal time to hear from you. How do you feel ahead of the game against Porto? Such an encouraging performance on the road. Can you get the three points at home? Are you just laughing at that joke that made no sense there? Is that. <laughs> no, it's Hannah. I don't know what you're laughing okay. at. Uh, Rangers fans, I'm dealing with children here, honestly. It's, it's a difficult shift. You've got to feel for me. How are you feeling ahead of the game against Porto? We're going to hear from Ryan Kent after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Who needs a sparkler when you've got a Dazzler and a Rocket Roger? Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Bonfire Night. Two rockets with me in the studio tonight Roger Hanna and Gordon DL You're just worried because you live right next to Southclyde Park You're going to be held up in the, the firework related traffic I know, it's ridiculous That is ridiculous Try and get it cleared up before you get home Priorities yeah. and all that uh, Listen, two ways for you to get in touch tonight At Clyde SSB on Twitter <laughs> And 01419511025 on the phones um, Let's go straight back, shall we? Let's speak to Alistair in Corker Hill Hi Alistair uh, good evening, Gordon. Martin, Gordon, too, and Roger. Hello. Uh, you want to regarding the because uh, you're wrong about the forthcoming European game. Mm-hmm. But before we go into that, Gordon, I'm going to have a, a gripe over the ticket prices for the final. If you don't mind, <coughs> go for it. Right, forty-five pound. The semi-final was thirty-five pound. The deal is ten pound hike. I would have tosh because they're ripping the fans off right, left, and centre. I don't know what you all think of that, but I'll back it back to you. Roger. Um, 99 times out of 100, Alistair, 
I would tend to agree with this I think football in Scotland is overpriced But the one exception I will have is This is the first Old Firm Cup final in 8 years um, Before anyone decides to blame the SPFL It's not their fault Ticket prices were agreed between the clubs And uh, I mentioned the law of supply and demand If the clubs think they can sell out Hamden at 45 quid a ticket They're not going to make it 35 quid a ticket um, I actually think on this one occasion, £45, I think the majority of the tickets are actually 35 but 45 I don't think is too bad, and I'll throw one back to you, would you rather pay £45 to watch the first Old Firm Cup final in eight years, or £32 to watch Scotland v Kazakhstan on a Tuesday night? Neither. <laughs> Neither, he says. Neither, mm. God, neither Gordon, I'm no worth that. And uh, we, uh, Roger, sorry. Uh, at the same time, uh, you could quote fifty pounds for the league games. That's because a bit of daft history between the clubs. That's a waste of space as well. That's, that's an ongoer. If if I didn't have a season ticket, I wouldn't pay that money. Oh, and obviously the ballot's going to be good fun because we're not guaranteed nothing with the ballot either. I know it could fall back to that's football, and they would sell the park say about four times over also. But I'm not that daft or mad in paying prices like that. Yeah, I've always got sympathy, Roger, because we would love to be in a situation where, where ticket prices were, were just far lower. But there is obviously an argument that if you're in the SPFL, and by the way, the, the money will then be split amongst the clubs involved, yeah. you want to make as much money as possible and you will sell it out. You will sell it out comfortably. So what's the incentive to reduce the price there, on there, this occasion? Listen, there is no incentive at all for Celtic and Rangers. To reduce the price for this game I actually wondered I also made a point of 50 quid The last few League games More or less Been £50 a ticket When the SPFL Put out ticket pricing Details today I think for the first time In my life I was actually surprised That they weren't higher um, I actually thought This League Cup final Might well have been £50 For a top price ticket It's not It's 45 I, th- I think the, the lowest ones down to some of your concessions I think Gordon and Marine saying they're down maybe £18-ish for some of the concessions um, in certain areas of Hamden so when we talk about 45 that is the top price ticket for ones the reason I'm saying I don't think it's overpriced is simply because they will sell the place out and they could have sold it out many times over Can I come back now guys? Of course you can Yes, it was £10 for the concessions on Sunday so that's more or less doubled for this game it's blatantly fleecing the fans, guys. Simple as that. And regarding uh, the teams agreeing, I'd say I'm obviously wanting the bigger buck also. They should be a bit more flexible towards their fans. Do you, see, do you see what Roger's saying, though, Alistair, in the sense that the only way that fans can ever prove that it's too expensive is to, is to not go? The day yeah. that that fixture doesn't sell out will be the day that people would might be shocked into doing something about the price. Well, so maybe one day they should maybe take their feet and they're all hell bent and uh, what do you call it boy, boycotting certain grounds. Well, maybe they should boycott that to well, learn the SFA or the SFPL a lesson. I, I saw the protest at Celtic Park a couple of weeks ago about pricing, and and I do tend to agree with that. I think you know if you look, I don't want to use the phrase box stand, an ordinary league game. You know, a Celtic versus St Johnson, a Celtic versus Ross County, a Celtic versus St Mirren. Rangers versus Hamilton, that type of thing. For me, it's slightly overpriced. But this game on the 8th of December, you're looking at the two elite clubs in the country who are clear at the top of the Premiership. 
As Gordon said earlier One goal separating them In the, in the race for the championship They now meet and, You know it's not as if They've been meeting in cup finals Twice a year for the last five years They haven't met any cup finals Since 2011 So there's a novelty factor there Both sets of fans And you'll hear it in this show Alistair Between now and December the 8th Both sets of fans will believe That their team can win They will put up arguments That their team can win it's in the balance this game So it has all the ingredients you would want For a top class game of football And that's why they're asking top dollar to go and see it I've got I've got to say Gordon I understand totally what Alistair's saying I'm all for trying to make it as affordable as possible for supporters Because money is very difficult Especially coming up to leading up to Christmas as well But for this one-off game if I was going along there and a, a supporter and I had to pay 45 quid That's, at, that's, at, the, that's at, the top at, price, remember Yeah, yeah If I had to go 45 quid, I wouldn't worry Because I just think it's one of these games that everybody wants to be there If you support Rangers or Celtic I think it'll be a terrific cup final It's been a long time And I just think that £45 at the top level isn't the worst I've got to say that and But Alistair... He goes and supports his team And, and it does cost It's expensive business yes, You've got to be course, sympathetic Of course it is Gordon But I just think In a cup final One off semi-final It's a £10 hike up On the semi-final You've got Rangers and Celtic You will fill that ground As many times as you want So for this one off I think £45 At the top level Is not the worst Alistair what about On the field Porto In two days time Can you go one better Than the draw you got over there yeah. Uh, without being overconfident, Gordon, yes. The last twice I've seen Rangers, I wasn't at Dingwall, but I've seen it via the link-up, and also I was at Hamden on Sunday. That's the most professional that Rangers have played in all the years I've been watching them. We might have beaten teams with motor, we might have even steamrolled teams in the past, but on Sunday was even better than Wednesday. They just were professional, and they'll give us a newfound confidence that we haven't had all that much lately. And I think we will beat Porto with a home advantage. Yeah, I mean, Gordon, it's obviously a different challenge. That's the whole point of, of when our teams get into these these European games. But as, as Alistair says, I mean, t- the Ross County game, the Hearts game, very convincing. The Motherwell game, maybe not quite as convincing, but nevertheless, a you know, a sort of professional job done on the back of a European night. How are Rangers set up to, to go and try and win this game? I think I think they're in a good place, Gordon. I really do. I think that. Uh, for some reason, they know how to play European football. Uh, Thursday night seems to be a favourite one for them. Uh, I thought uh, at the weekend there, I thought it was a cruise control against Hearts. Uh, I said in this programme when I watched them Rangers against Ross County, and I wasn't being critical. I was actually praising Rangers because I thought they should have scored a lot more than four goals. Their play was that good. So I was praising them. I wasn't being critical of them. They're playing with such fluent style. They've got guys that can score goals. Uh, their competition for places There'll be a packed house on Thursday night I think Rangers with home advantage will win that well, Let's hear from Ryan Kent He says there's still plenty more to come from him As he works his way back to full fitness uh, He says he is struggling to play two games in a week So I guess that would make him unlikely to play against Porto Or start against Porto on Thursday But he is confident he'll hit top form Once he gets a run of games You know I think not just results But performances have, have been really good uh, so far this season Not, um, not just domestically but also um, in Europe, um, in the cup games, so yeah, there's a lot of confidence in the team at the moment. I'd probably say I'm around 85% at the moment. Um, you know, I'm still struggling, you know, to do two two games in one week um, on top of training sessions as well. But um, you know, me and the fitness and the physios will, will be managing myself correctly. Um, 
you know, so I can make an impact in the games I do. You know, I think once I get a, a run of games under my belt, um, get into the swing of things again, um, you know, I'll probably be seeing better performances. Um, you know, but right now my focus is just on, you know, maintaining fitness. Um, you know, I can't really afford to have another injury like that again. So. Uh, I guess we saw a flavour of, of what Ryan Kent will hope to bring to the Rangers team at the weekend Gordon particularly that one assist where he you know, bursted the byline squared it across so as he says it's just about trying to get that consistently get that fitness level where he can he can go and do that twice twice in a week yeah and the good thing for Ryan Kent and Rangers just now is obviously the squad that they've got Gordon they've got players that can come in and you know he's right just now I, I was at the game um, when he when he pulled his hamstring in the first half and you've got to be careful about that You've got to make sure you come back. You've got to take your time. You've got to make sure that all the, the boxes are ticked. You don't want that to happen again. And he's right. You know, just now, two games might be too much an overload on the hamstring. And he will get plenty of advice. But he's a big player for Rangers. Obviously spent a lot of money on him. But I just think where Rangers have got the squad to now, they can pick and choose when they can play Ryan Kent. And I think they've got to take their time on because he is valuable to them. You've did, got to say. Did you like that, Roger? Too much of an overload on the hamstring, says brilliant, Gordon DL. You've been on a sports science course recently. No, I'm just listening to I listen to a show and, and and I'm picking up a lot of in between the lines, overloads, uh-huh. low blocks, another right. one. It's all back in the coaching stuff. It's absolute nonsense. Any thoughts on too much of an overload on the hamstring? He I've been accused of overloading in the ham joints in the past, but <laughs> n- n- never really in the hamstrings, I don't think. Um, Rangers do have a good... We spoke earlier on about Neil Lennon's need for a striker. Um, Rangers, in terms of numbers, look reasonably strong in all departments. And that sort of area round about the centre-forward, particularly so... I think it was Kent and Barker in the game over in Porto. It was Ojo and Kent at the weekend in the semi-final. Scott Arfield's been stuck in the bench for a couple of games. Greg Stewart hasn't even been in the squad for a couple of games, having impressed when he got a chance for a couple mm. of games. So Stephen Gerald has the luxury of being able to rotate some of these guys. It sounds from Ryan Kent as if he's maybe not going to start the game on Thursday night. So could it be an Ojo and Arfield? Could it be... Barker back in the team with either of them and the forgotten man Jordan Jones is, is edging back towards fitness yeah, he's not well. in the Europa League squad though is he so that would be no, that for, would for be, down the yeah, line yeah. he was left out because, because of the injury uh, Alistair how do Rangers go about this on Thursday the game plan was very successful over there is it as simple as well just do the same thing or is it is it different because it's Ibrox I think it should be different the Ibrox Honestly, I think they won't go gung-ho, Gordon, because they know like the foreigners are can soak up pressure and hit you in the break. I think they'll have to play a game of patience and once they get the breakthrough, if they get the breakthrough, it should go perfect from there. Yeah, I mean, Porto, Gordon, have been in, in decent form since then. They've played three times, two wins and a draw. Not, nothing brilliant, nothing convincing. I think one of the wins was against the, the team that's bottom of the league who, who are cannon fodder over there. So... Um, It'd be interesting to see how both teams go at it. Whether it will be a similar type of of battle as it was in the first game. No, I think I think Rangers will be a bit more on the front foot, Gordon. They're at home; uh, they want to make that home advantage count. When you go away from home, you sit in for fifteen, twenty minutes, try and hit on the counter attack. And I thought Rangers played very well over in Portugal. And I think they'll get into this game on Thursday night with a lot of confidence. They'll play the same system. 
Uh, but I think there'll be more of a, an attacking system as well. I think Steven Gerrard will be saying, look, let's get at them, let's get this first goal, which is so important in these games. And I just think that after a performance, the way Rangers are playing and scoring goals, I just think they will have too much for Porto. Yeah, and I think I think the important thing in Thursday is to play the game, don't play the name, don't get wound up because it's Porto, former European champions, former UEFA Cup winners. I really didn't think they were very good two weeks ago in their own patch. Rangers could have won the game over there. So the way Rangers have been playing at home, both domestically and in Europe, no reason Rangers can't win the game in Thursday. Alistair, thank you very much for the call. This is the ideal time to join in on the phones. 0141-951-1025. We're going to get some travel and then we could be speaking to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Brighter than a thousand Catherine wheels. Gordon DL's highlights. Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Bonfire Night. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL joining me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's show. And actually, Gordon, you are not only ex footballer, manager, pundit, it turns out you are a bit of a doggy whisperer as well. Sean Allison tweeted in to say that his dog. Is a sitting fireworks usually unsettled, but thanks to Super Scoreboard, he's nicely relaxed listening to the phone in. And there's uh-huh. even a picture as oh, well. So you're, uh, you're working wonders today. Oh, fantastic. I'm, I'm delighted. <laughs> if just, I can help anyone, that's the kind of guy I am. Just while we're on Twitter, Roger, I feel like this is the perfect time to put a, a shout out, as George Bowie would call it. I'm, I'm appealing to the nation. The person who asked Gordon DL for a picture whilst he was in his hospital robe the other day Can you please send it in? I would absolutely love to see it, Roger He was waiting on his MRI scan, he's got a dodgy hip And whilst in the waiting room, in his full hospital robe Someone asked him for a picture And I really want to see it I've just got these images of you Probably, the robe probably wasn't done up at the back Uh, uh, Backside hanging out Yeah, yeah, you could see the the, the back I was falling off and everything I was was an embarrassing moment let me just say It was one of those You still stopped for the picture though Because you're a celebrity You're a man of the people Yeah well The, 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 the lad said He listens to the show And he was very nice about it But It just wasn't the right time You know It wasn't in I'm, my I'm, best gear I'm maybe putting two and two together But was there not a picture Of someone in a state of undress With a firework inserted So that wasn't you was it? <laughs> no 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 <laughs> Could be tonight later on About well, yeah. back here Roger But uh, and are, you, are you okay Because all the listeners now Will yeah, be worried about hip? How is the hip? How's the hip? I don't know I don't get my results back I'm I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit better Gordon um, I don't <laughs> think there'll be a comeback On football but I mean, what's, the, what's the cause of the injury? Just, is it just wear and tear? Or? That's a I don't know That's why I went in for my MRI All those years of badminton Yeah uh, Badminton That's what it is Yeah Definitely Right 01419511025 On the phones At Clyde SSB on Twitter Just read a couple of your Twitter questions out That's what we're here for um, Super Mick He's got a question um, He says After that intro Let's hope tonight's show Ain't a damp squib This was after the fireworks Probably too late for that uh, Did the panel think Celtic will immediately Get David Turnbull when the window opens What would that mean for Incham? He's not been greatly involved at all this season Asks Super Mick uh, That'll be interesting um, Do you know something? Turnbull's a terrific talent He really is But I watched Motherwell again at the weekend Gordon First half wasn't the greatest But the middle of the park I've got some real decent players in there And I think when Turnbull comes back And he starts to play in games then I think there's a lot of competition for him even getting the Motherwell side. As much as I love him as a talent, I think he's a terrific talent, the boy, 
and I can't wait to see him back and the mother will strip but will Celtic come right back in for him because you would look at Celtic's midfield just now unless they were going to get rid of players then where would they play because Celtic are very strong in that department you've got Scott Brown that everybody has been uh, you know writing off for about the last two years it's getting better and better wage uh, you get McGregor in there Tom Rogic comes back um, against Aberdeen was terrific back at the weekend again Christie comes off the bench you've just got abundance and, and then Cham is a fantastic footballer so you've got abundance of good players in there it'll be interesting to see what Celtic do yeah I think David Turnbull will end up at Celtic Park I'm not convinced it'll be in the January window I think Motherwell for a while now have been working to a time scale that David Turnbull would be available for the, the Scottish Cup when they return mid-January so do you think I'm not convinced Celtic you know David Turnbull meets that deadline and plays in something like the 18th of January there's only going to be another couple of games before the window closes would, would Celtic leap in and sign a player off the back of just three games I think it's more likely to look towards the summer, the summer. and and to answer the question one of the Johns earlier on that came in about Philip Benkovic I think Philip Benkovic is playing for Leicester's development team tonight away at Sunderland in uh, the Czech Trade Trophy so big one He's a long way away hmm. First team thoughts at the minute Right give us a call With your thoughts That was just a question On Twitter for the guys 01419511025 Is the number you need Scott is a Celtic fan He's next up Hi Scott Alright guys How you doing Good evening. thank you Evening uh, I'm I feel sympathy For the wee dogs tonight um, Mine's is just behind me now Usually run about Hiding Gordon DL will um, calm him down but, Don't you worry Yeah but Bring, <laughs> bring the wee fellow over To the radio And, and Daz will whisper to it mm. What's your dog's <laughs> name Scott Jack Ah, we Jack. Right, okay. Is that a Jack Russell? No, he's a cross between a Papalone and a Jack Russell, believe it or not. Ah, right, okay. He got 14 teeth out last week, so he's still feeling a wee bit poorly. Ah, oh, poor dog. What's that? Imagine you turned on, <laughs> waiting to listen to Super Scoreboard, and you're hearing as if it's like the veterinary hour or something. Anyway, Scott, uh, yeah. back to the football. I was listening to the other caller who was talking about the price for the, the cup final being quite high I'm going to give you my feed on it and I, I'm, I would say what you call an average fan be sort of an average wage type thing I've spent so far this season £650 on my season book another £80 on Champions European uh, Europa League games a further £60 in two rounds that wasn't covered in my season book I've also been to five away games so far so my total was over £1,000 already not counting fuel food whatever it may be going to the games I'm now getting told I'll need to pay £45 if I get a good seat at the game. I then need to pay another £7.50 to get the tickets posted out because unfortunately I can't make it to Celtic Park during the week to pick up a ticket. Now, if somebody's telling me that it's worth that kind of money for a final, fair enough. If that's what it's going to be, that's what it's going to be. But I think it's now getting to the stages getting beyond a joke. A £10 rise on the same ticket for a, a, for a final A £10 rise That's 30% Really? Do, do you know Think that's really mm. Getting over the top now? I mean Roger when, when you listen to that And this is something I hope we're not coming Across Because how can you not Be sympathetic to that That is an extremely expen- That's an extremely Expensive hobby That is a big ask For fans like Scott I just don't know How you balance it up Against the fact That it will so easily Sell out And would do so Over and over again yeah, it's a difficult balancing act. Um, as I said earlier in the show, this isn't down to the SPFL, this is down to the two clubs. The two finalists are allowed to have negotiations and decide themselves what the ticket prices are going to be. So Celtic and Rangers have decided there's nothing at all to do with the league. Now, 
I'm quite sure if Peter Lowell or, or Stuart Robertson came onto the show to explain the decision, they would say that if the callers to this show who are looking for Celtic to sign a centre forward in January are looking for Rangers to sign a centre half in January, the clubs need to generate their money from somewhere. We don't have big TV deals, Gordon. You touched upon it at the weekend in the show. The main source of income to Celtic and Rangers, unfortunately, are loyal supporters like Scott. And, you know, Celtic could could, could easily cut money. Rangers could easily cut ticket prices as well. But all that does is cut the income to the clubs. And if you cut the income, you need to cut the expenditure. So... There'll be fewer players, you know, the fewer wages to players. It's a balancing act for the clubs, and the clubs clearly feel that at forty-five pounds for a top price ticket for the final, they'll be able to sell out Hamden on the eighth of December and bring as much money into the coffers as possible. I agree with huge sympathy for Scott. I'm getting texts here actually on the show, texts from supporters of the two clubs that I know saying it's too dear, it's too expensive. We've got Europe to pay for, we've got other games to pay for, Christmas is coming up. I agree with all of that But from the club's point of view They are simply trying to maximise Their income So that they can then Turn it into expenditure for players What do you think Scott? Um, I sympathise with it Obviously I do Do they just sold one of your Up and coming youngsters In Cairn Tierney For £25 million um, We sell Moussa Dembele For £20 million Their biggest income now Roger I'm sorry I disagree with you Is selling players our, our, our income over season tickets over the year 500 times, I don't know How many thousand we've got there Was it 30 million, whatever it may be That's why it took in one player sale So I, I sort of disagree to a certain extent with you Roger Although I know what you're saying My, my problem is, it's December Next month We've got nine games in December Yeah. I've just quoted to you nearly Probably a best part of a thousand Over a thousand pounds Probably about 1100 pounds I'll still have another four away games in December to pay for as well yep. So before before Four months of the seasons went by I'm going to spend £1,200 And I'm one of the guys That doesn't go to the European away ties I only go I can only afford to do The domestic stuff So God help any of the boys That go to the domestic um, the, the away European ties I mean you guys must have spent Three, four grand already I just think it's getting To the stages now that It's a cup final Fair enough I can understand that But let's be Let's be reasonable It's the league cup final It means nothing In the scheme of um, qualification for Europe or anything like that. So it's not even a tournament you get that's got a big prize at the end of it. It's, it's an interest when you you mentioned Cairn Tierney there, Scott. I was just looking at some of the season ticket prices down south. I think at Arsenal for 19 games in the Premier League, £1,329 for, for a season ticket. And that's not even the most expensive. I think Spurs at a new stadium this season, you're looking at £1,400. A season ticket And they do have a big TV deal and, as well and, and that gets you 19 games You're almost £100 a game In that in that new stadium So up here I know it's not the English Premier League Up here It's a delicate balancing act every, Whether we like it or not Every penny is a prisoner For Celtic and Rangers As much as it is for the, the, the rest of the clubs in the league And they're just simply trying To bring in an acceptable amount of money And listen There won't be a spare seat at Hamden in the 8th of December Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football.
Some good points Very well made Thank you to Scott On the line It's beat the pundit time Your chance to win a signed ball If you've got Superior footballing knowledge To Gordon DL Or Roger Minus one Hannah If you fancy it tonight Give us a call right now 0141 951 1025 You need to be quick Because the lines close At 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader For compensation Talk to Thompson's.com it's Guy Fox Night And it's time to light up the lights 0141 951 1025 We've got Rocket Roger Hanna And more spark than a date with DL This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Bonfire Night Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna are here We've been looking ahead to the massive Europa League games Against Lazio and Porto coming up in a couple of days time uh, Stevie Clark has revealed his latest Scotland squad No big surprises But one of the main talking points No place again for Kieran Tierney Who clearly is fit because he's been playing for Arsenal um, But they are managing his injury They don't want him at the moment to be called up for Scotland by all accounts Give us your thoughts on that and the rest of the squad after we play this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football. Now, not to say Gordon DL is an egomaniac or anything, but he made the producer at the break go away, look up all the previous Beat the Pundits from this season, just so that he could find out his own record. And how, how does it look? Fantastic. Give Top us the, the details. Totally. Uh, played 18, won 15. And unfortunately I had a couple of bad nights I wasn't feeling too particularly well And I've lost three But one fifteen, lost three Yeah so okay. I should be really minus two um, No no, I don't People think People are so. phoning in now Want to play Hannah They don't want to play me Well they, let's they, find they out do not want to take me on Let's find out Henry and Paisley is on the line Henry has DL become as feared As Roger Hannah on Beat the Pundit? I don't know <laughs> I've been trying to go on this for a while now. Well listen he's nervous. Oh, Don't be nervous oh, Don't be nervous Henry I'm good That's good You're cruel You're cruel Henry listen There is no need to be nervous There is uh, Loads of people have had zeros before So that you can't, can't get any worse than that I'm going to toss the coin If it's heads you take on Roger Hanna But he starts on minus one Because he's too good at the quiz and if it's tails, it will be Gordon DL. I don't know how long it's been since Roger played. It's I don't always tails. Henry's nervous. I'm I'm taking him on. Would you look at that? It genuinely is tails again. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't know what to do. I don't know what <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna get beat here. <laughs> Guaranteed. I'm a fair Henry, man. I would love Roger to Go play, on, but Henry. I would never lie about the coin. And look, is it, it genuinely is tails again. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Gordon against Henry from Paisley. So I'm going to give Gordon some Clyde <laughs> 2 to listen to. Get those headphones on properly. Right, Henry, he can't hear you. It's just you and I. Forget the nerves. You've got 30 seconds. You can pass. So if you don't know it, pass it quickly. Move on right. to the next one, okay? Right, neighbor. Good man. Your time starts now. Who did Rangers play in the Battle of Britain in 1992? Leeds United Who's the longest serving manager in the Scottish Premiership? Uh, pass What animal is on Kilmarnock's badge? A uh, squirrel Which Motherwell player has been called up to the Scotland squad? Pass Where did Jack Ross spend the majority of his playing career? St Mirren Which English team did Callum McGregor play with on loan? Oh, pass 
Which decade did Dunfermline reach the semi-finals of the European Cup Winners' Cup? 1974 Okay, let's bring Gordon Deal back Gordon, can you hear us? Yes, I'm yeah. uh, Same set of questions to you, you ready? Go Right, let's do it Who did Rangers play in the Battle of Britain in 1992? Leeds. Who is the longest serving manager in the Scottish Premiership? Derek McInnes What animal is on Kilmarnock's badge? Uh, squirrel Which Motherwell player has been called into the Scotland squad? Declan Gallagher Where did Jack Ross spend the majority of his playing career? Full back at Clyde Which English team did Callum McGregor play with while out on loan? Uh, uh, pass, don't know Which decade, no, which decade did Dunfermline reach the semis of the European Cup? I don't Cup do Winners decades, Cup? no, I just pass <laughs> I don't, <laughs> don't do that do decades. I don't do that 50s, 40s? Henry, it wasn't as bad as Aye. you feared, was it? At least I got the Leeds United one See, I knew that I knew you would get that Henry And I knew uh, it would settle you down I know, I see, I saw that And I knew it would settle you down Let's find out First one Who did Rangers play in the Battle of Britain 92? It was Leeds You both got it right Ooh, One all Good game Second question Who is the longest serving manager in the Scottish Premiership? It is Derek McInnes Well done Gordon DL uh, Unfortunately Henry didn't get it So Gordon uh, goes 2-1 in front What animal is on Comarnock's badges? A squirrel? squirrel? You got it, so did Henry Oh, well done so it's Henry it's a good game, 3-2 uh, Which Motherwell player has been called up to the Scotland squad? It is Declan Gallagher Well done to you I have got great sympathy Did Henry get that as well? Uh, no, he didn't So you're even further <laughs> in front I've got a bit of sympathy for, for Henry here Where did Jack Ross spend the majority of his playing career? Clyde, wasn't it? I would have said St Mirren as well No, Clyde And I'll be completely honest I have got no idea how you got that right Because uh, you remember... I actually played football and managed not that long ago. Gordon, you were asked at the quiz last week which year you signed for Wraith Rovers and you didn't know. But you're trying to tell me you knew that Jack Ross spent the majority of his career at Clyde. Clyde. It was Clyde. Was it? And I can't (laughs) believe you got it right. Roger. Would you have guessed that? Did you get that? Yeah, I I know you would have, but I mean... I wouldn't have went St Man too, obvious. Anyway He's well in front now Henry I'm afraid uh, Which English team Did Callum McGregor play with no It was not it? County But you passed it And which decade Did Dunfermline reach the semis Of the 50, Cup Winners Cup It 40. was the 60s So it was 5 to Gordon DL And a 2 for you Henry Hardlines Oh well No sign ball this time No nah. sign ball next time But yeah, no. was, Henry That wasn't bad That's better than we've had We've had a few zeros recently That was alright I, I just They should be Playing Roger, I think it gives him a better opportunity to win the ball. Do you know what? For the, <laughs> I don't agree with that. But for the first time, I was quite impressed with your performance there. I, I thought that was decent. Hold on a minute. What about Thursday? I was in fire. Nah, Thursday. but sometimes the questions are easy, or the contestant might be be a bit nervous. But I, I was impressed there. I, can I can't I, believe you got the Clyde one right. Right. Can Can I ask you a question? See if Henry was any good, which he wasn't. Right. If Henry had been any good, I and, okay. and, and it was a draw. Would I, would you have given me Notts County? Because I did sort of pass, but I went back to it. Well, you didn't sort of pass. You passed. There's no. I know, but no, I've, then, no then I went back it. to That's it. Tough. I think if we play this back, you said which decade, and he shouted Notts County. <laughs> There's no chance. Absolutely no chance. Listen, doesn't matter. Um, Producer, put that down as sixteen wins, please. Funnily enough, Roger, during the news because this is the. You know, you listen to the radio and you wonder what they do during the break. This is the type of boring stuff I do. I look up Gordon DL's Wikipedia page mm. to see if anyone's been at it again. Because we had some oh, wonderful terrible. stories recently of you fighting with Jimmy Shand over who was the best accordionist in Fife. We had a, a lamb throwing contest between you and Lorraine Kelly. So I thought I'll see if anyone's <laughs> added anything new. I can't express my disappointment. It's all gone. 
It's all gone And your Wikipedia page Is just back to normal It's dull rubbish All this stuff about Man City Partick We don't need all that We no. need We need the exciting stuff And it's gone Even the table Of your performances And your, your uh, made up Badminton career Which had been there Gone All gone Back to basics Right You know I'm meeting a producer Tomorrow about A big film I'd not be surprised <laughs> In the next Couple of weeks Gordon You will see me Walking out in the chase Bradley will be going Who are you going to face today If you listened on Thursday You would hear we were poking fun at Gordon Because he he, he received some uh, Handwritten fan mail to the studio um, Hoping to recruit him for, for a TV project And genuinely he's, he's, going to, he's going to meet the, the producer tomorrow Flying in from Cannes We played out the clip from Chewing the Fat Roger Can you imagine? <laughs> Imagine Ron, him Ronald Villiers <laughs> He said to me What do you think I should wear <laughs> Listen I don't I don't think We should, we should scoff at this I, I do I already, really do I've already said to Daz Off air that When he's at the bath This next year I want a seat at the table I've got I've got the dinner suit Ready to go You're more than welcome I think I think it's a new career for me Get, Gets me out of here 01419511025 That's the number you need What about this Big story from today Stevie Clark has named His latest Scotland squad no real surprises Guys like Lauren Shanklin Retain his place Scott McKenna Comes back in Perhaps the one that jumps out the most Stevie Clark says He's been left frustrated After Arsenal asked for Kieran Tierney To be left out of the squad For the second camp Running out Kieran Tierney has played Quite regularly For Arsenal recently There are also other injury concerns The likes of Charlie Mulgrew Johnny Russell And Stuart Finlay All missing out Charlie's injured He's picked up a hamstring injury That's ruled him out Obviously Stuart Finlay's injured as well So Chance for Liam to come back in, Liam Cooper and, and Scott McKenna. So, two out, two in at centre back. Johnny Russell's on the off season with the MLS, but I know he is back in the country. Is there a temptation to play him or do you have to, do you have to give him a rest? He hasn't done any training, Johnny. He picked up a little injury at the end of, end of the season and he hasn't got a club, so he hasn't been working uh, and he, he's not available for selection. Kieran Tierney, what's the situation with him? Well, Kieran's got a, an ongoing issue that Arsenal are keen to address in the next international break. and Arsenal asked it's not a selector Yeah it's a little bit frustrating It's obviously frustrating for Kieran as well But we have good cover in that position There's always issues I think when it comes round to squad selection And, and people in the squad People not in the squad uh, I'm learning on the job And not to read too much into squad selection Or team selection Not to think about it too much Until you've actually got the players there in camp and I have to focus on the, the players that come You know, My, my job is to try and build a, a squad that comes committed, 100% committed, everyone committed, ready to come here and do their best for their country. And, and that's what I'm trying to do. Roger Hanna, it's almost as if they save this up for a Tuesday night because this is a real bugbear of yours and you've got the chance to express yourself on it again. Kieran Tierney, as far as we would consider, is fit. He has been playing for Arsenal, but they have said that they would rather he didn't join up with the Scotland squad this time. Well, Steve Clark spoke around about noon today. The broadcast journalists You've just heard it Middle of the afternoon Arsenal put out On their official Twitter account Their team news For a Europa League game In Portugal Against Vitoria Guimarães tomorrow Quoting from the Arsenal Twitter feed We currently have no First team squad players Unavailable due to injury Subsequent to that On their Twitter feed They confirmed The list of players Who travelled to Portugal This afternoon To play against Vitoria Guimarães Third name in the list Kieran <coughs> Tierney So Kieran Tierney's not injured Kieran Tierney's played six games for Arsenal in the last six weeks. Kieran Tierney's fit to play football. So, what are these ongoing issues? Is he having a TV delivered? Is he not finished a box set? 
Why are Arsenal so keen to keep him in London? This, Gordon, is a nonsense. Kieran Tierney should be going with Scotland to Cyprus and he should be playing at Hamden against Kazakhstan. He's one of Scotland's best players. He should be there. If Arsenal say he's managing an ongoing issue, then the SFA chief executive and president should be backing Steve Clark and going to Arsenal and say, you're letting players away to play for England and France and this country and that country. We want Kieran Tierney to come and play for us. If you don't let Kieran Tierney come and play for us, we'll do to you what Northern Ireland did to Rangers last year with Kyle Lafferty and we'll stop him, we'll invoke FIFA regulations and stop him playing in the next club game. Kieran Tierney should be with the Scotland squad. This is a nonsense and it's the latest nonsense to come with the Scotland squad. Matt Phillips, not in this squad either because he asked not to come. Stephen Fletcher, James MacArthur, Robert Snodgrass, Mm. Matt Ritchie. The list goes on and on. And people wonder why we don't qualify for tournaments. We don't qualify for tournaments because the best players aren't interested. I mean, I think those are two different things. Those guys... <coughs> Those guys have said they, they don't want to be picked for squads mm-hmm. That to me seems different from this one Where the club holds all the power And we've seen it before Gordon This is um, this is about the, the, the balance of power And where does it lie I mean should Arsenal be able to To exercise that type of, of power Over Kieran Tierney Over over the Scotland national selection uh, uh, They've obviously had a chat with Tierney To ask him what his opinion is Gordon uh, Of that I'm sure um, I don't know that how how bad the, the the injury is. What they've been doing with them, how they've sort of a getting them. To, as Roger said there he's played what six games, right? Okay, and I can totally understand by saying right, he's had six games. Uh, Scotland's coming up. We're not really going to qualify for anything. Uh, maybe an opportunity to to just bring the lad out and and nurse him along and get him ready for probably an important game next year. Um, so. I I, I I don't agree with Roger in the sense that, that Scotland should do with Northern Ireland Because what you're doing is if you turn around saying Well, Tierney can't play with Arsenal You're punishing the player You're punishing the player And I'm sure Kieran Tierney loves nothing better than pulling on the Scotland trip So you're pu- punishing the player by saying Right, okay, we're going to put the rule into place You will not play with Arsenal I don't agree with that at all uh, It's It's a difficult one for Steve Clark But I'm sure if it was the playoffs right now, Gordon, I think Kieran Tierney would be what, what happens if the playoff comes next March? And Steve Clark was asked this question today. Mm. What happens when he names a squad for the playoffs, whoever would play, be it Finland or Bulgaria, Romania or Serbia? What if Arsenal say, listen, he's, he's still managing this ongoing issue, so nah, we, we, we've got big games coming up, so no, no, no. We're, we're, I know this is the biggest game for Scotland in, in something like 20 years but no listen well, really Roger, don't want Roger, to club, club football now and we know it it's not like the days gone by that you know everybody would rush to go and play with their international team in Scotland and England or whatever it is club football now for players is more important and but, but, but also from the club's perspective as well It seems to be shifting I mean that doesn't seem like something the club would have been able to do In years gone by yeah. or would have considered but, doing but, but, These but, are two separate I'll issues I bet Obama Yang is away playing for his nation yeah. I bet you Lacazette if he gets picked Would be away playing for his nation But I mean whether we like it or not Arsenal's answer to that would be they don't have an injury issue that we are managing. But you know, Kieran I mean, Kieran I, I, doesn't have an injury issue. Look at the Arsenal website. Look at the Arsenal Twitter feed. They are, Arsenal are telling us today they have no first team players injured, and they are telling us today 
Kieran Tierney is perfectly mm. fit to play football it's, it's all about managing injuries remember mm-hmm. I hadn't heard the phrase either until maybe a couple of seasons ago It's a ago. nonsense and but the SFA need to start flexing a bit of muscle Otherwise other teams will do what Arsenal will do And they'll just traipse even further over the SFA Stop with a soft touch, get something done Because you're charging punters £32 And you're not allowing Steve Clark to pick the best players Jamie's in Kilbarkin, what are your thoughts Jamie? Um, I uh, need to be a bit over the top there. I think Kieran Tierney was in, he done an interview last month and he said that uh, he was overplayed under Brendan Rodgers. He was overplayed when he played in the Scotland games when he was injured. I don't know how many games he played, but we know he played a, a hell of a lot of games for a young fella. And his, his injury is a kind of recurring problem which an inflammation of the pubic pelvis bone or something like that along the area. So every time he plays, it kind of gets aggravated. So we'll just try to ease the boy back in and try to save his career. And you've been on about people paying £32 for their tickets to see him playing for Scotland. Well, wait a minute, they're paying him 75 grand a week. He's their player. You just want to manage the boy. Well, Maybe a year down the line, he'll be able to and he'll be able to play on if, that, if that's the case, we're as well just chucking it with international football. We're as well, we're as well forgetting all about it. international football at this moment in time is he probably should chuck it anyway. Does it do him any favours? See, 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 be honest, see, be honest, Roger, I think if it was a different circumstance, if Kieran Tierney hadn't had that injury, I think he'd be at Scotland just now. I, I know the injury. Uh, years and years ago when I started playing football as a young player and I went to Rangers, I had the exact same injury. And I was out for something up to nine months with it, Roger. And trying to get back was incredible. It was, it was unbelievable. I know that... Times have changed and sports science guys now are completely different physios and what's out there to treat you. So it might just be a case that Tierney might just be sitting saying, do you know what, there's nothing at stake here. I know that what you're saying about Scotland, there's nothing at stake. I'm not prepared to risk that. I mean, it seems to be Arsenal's call, though. That's the, that's the yeah, but you thing that's sticking away to be involved in the conversation. I don't know whether I articulated myself wrongly there, Jamie. There's no at all... There's no blame attached to Kieran Tierney here. Steve Clark said himself, Kieran will be as frustrated as Steve Clark is about this. Surely, surely the medical team, in their opinion, supersedes your opinion or anybody else's opinion, and they're saying no. But the reason I'm back in, he's your employee, but, but and that's the way it is. It, that's it, the way it just have to accept it. it. It's funny though that you know he managed to play games, then couldn't play the Scotland games. Then he's managed to play a list of games Then can't play the Scotland games the Lawyers are paying him 75 grand a week They're the ones looking after him They're looking after themselves And they're looking at him. he's looking after his career if, if He's managing a, his career Honestly then We are, we are as well chucking international uh, well, football Well, well no, no I disagree with you Roger I think what's happened is Arsenal have looked at the lads Best interest And thought they're not doing anything to spite Scotland. They're actually looking after a footballer. They are dealing with it day in, day out. They know how to manage this player. It doesn't matter if he's on 75 grand a week or not. It's They know the player. They know how to manage him. And they're looking at Scotland set up just now and they think, do you know what? It's better for the boy to stay here. I totally understand it. I really do. And I, I, I don't get upset about the fact that Steve Clark's not getting his best players to pick. We're really not going for anything here. There are no qualification. It's not a, you know, a very serious game that you're worried about. But Steve Clark has never had the opportunity to work with Kieran Tierney. Wouldn't it have been nice? That this is the last Scotland gathering prior to the pretty important games in March. These Nations League qualifiers. 
this is Steve Collins' last opportunity to get the players together. Now, not for one minute would I think he would flog Kieran Tierney for 90 minutes in Cyprus and 90 minutes in Kazakhstan. But, but it might have been nice if Arsenal would allow him to come up, meet the manager, see his teammates again, see his former Celtic teammates, maybe train a couple of times, maybe get to learn what Steve Clark wants to do. Because these, for, for me, these are the most important Scotland games. The ones in March, not this mm-hmm. pair, the ones in March, Scotland's most important games in a generation. And we should be doing all we can to try and help Steve Clark get Scotland to a major finals. And the SFA, Steve Clark's bosses, should be working harder to help him. Jamie and Kobarkin, thank you very much for the call. Bit of a split in the studio on that one. You can get in touch on 1419511025 if you want to take it further. And we've got a good full time teaser for the guys. Here's the only clue I'm going to give you going into the break. You're looking for nine goalkeepers tonight. It's a good one. It's coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Who needs a sparkler when you've got a Dazzler and a Rocket Roger? Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Bonfire Night. Roger Hanna is here Gordon DL is alongside him And if you want to get in touch We'd love to hear from you 01419511025 At Clyde SSB On Twitter uh, We've been discussing The non-selection of Kieran Tierney For the Scotland squad At the request of Arsenal Chris is on Twitter Has to agree with Roger Hanna KT's a young man He should be at least meeting up With the squad Even if he's not playing The Scotland team and fans Getting shortchanged. We wonder why Scotland Are in this position In competitions Um but Chick O'Neill says Roger Hanna's lost the plot. To be mm. fair, he's normally yeah. very sensible. Yeah. I think Gordon. I think Chick is. I wouldn't say he's lost the plot, but I think we're onto something. I think we found the one topic that rails Roger Hanna. Yeah. He's usually very composed. But you, you I, I could tell you were a bit scared of him. I was, I was, a, I was a bit frightened. <laughs> of Roger, Roger, like, Roger nonsense. He, ba- he, th- he banged I feel the as desk if I need to, at one uh, point. Do you see me thumped the desk? The aggression he, was just looking right feel very him. strongly about it. That's why I'm sitting away over in the corner. I'm yeah. out the road here. <laughs> Um, Hold on You hatch up your hospital gown there (laughs) Derek Murdoch says Are you going to drop Robertson For Tierney Roger Because Tierney's a man down Other than at left back Centre half's no good Right back A no no So tell us where he's playing It's not really the point though is it He would be in the squad That's that's the bottom line And I would have liked Steve Clark hasn't had this dilemma yet Previous managers had the dilemma Of how to put the two of them Into the team Steve Clark, I'll be fascinated to see because you would think if you're playing your best 11 players, Kieran Tierney at £25 million will probably be one of the best 11 players available to Steve Clark. <laughs> so what does he do? Does he does he play him at left centre-half? Does he play him at right back? Does he play him at left back and move his captain Andy Robertson somewhere else? And, uh, you know, we're now going to have, at the very earliest, this in the playoff game. Would it not have been better to have tried to mm-hmm. whatever, couple of solutions? Whatever Steve Clark wants to do, whatever solution he thinks is best, should we not have tried it out in these games? So we're right by the time the Nations League games come. Alan and Hamilton wants to talk about just that, but let me give you your teaser for tonight, first of all. I need to give you as long as possible on this one. Gordon DL's been moaning that they're too difficult on a yeah. Tuesday night, but tough. You're stuck with this one. Thank you to Eric for sending this one in. Can you name the last nine goalkeepers mm-hmm. who've kept a clean sheet in the Scottish Cup final for a non-old firm team? Oh, no. Can you name the last nine goalkeepers who've kept a clean sheet in the Scottish Cup final for a non 
Old Firm team Dusan Pernis For Then United against Ross County in 2010 oh, He's got all the details as well Lovely Dusan Pernis Well done Must be a Hearts goalkeeper in there Roger Come on <laughs> Is that your contribution? Yeah No When Hearts won They won 5-1 against Hibs Abs. And they won in penalties After a 1-1 draw Aberdeen Aberdeen must be a goalkeeper So last nine Clean sheets Scottish Cup final For a non-old firm team The last nine goalkeepers to have clean sheets In Scottish Cup finals For non-old firm teams Like Dusan Pernas He did it for Dundee United Against Ross County Alan Manis For St Johnson St Johnson against Dundee United Correct At Celtic Park In 2014 Well done I had that one He didn't No I didn't no, I just made that up <laughs> <laughs> Any more before we move on? Uh, no move on Okay let's move on That's two of nine You can play along with us on Twitter Let's hear your answers And if you want to hear your question On the show in the future You need to send them in to Fulltime at Clyde1.com Alan is in Hamilton I hope you're going to agree With Roger Hanna On this Kieran Tierney debacle Alan Because I, I don't want to see him As angry as he was Before the break Don't you worry Alan Absolutely 100% Roger I'm with you all the way Oh good All the way that, I just think I can see the boy if he's only played 10 minutes here, 15 minutes here, a couple of games. As Roger said there, lad, he's played six six games. I took part in six games now, so his minutes should be up. If he's fit enough to play with them, he should be fit enough to play with Scotland. The other point is, what happens if he brings a guy in just now, plays these two games, then team he's fit to play next year when we get to the qualifying game? That, that guy might miss out, might put the squad, the guy who's come in as a French player, he's out. The biggest game problem Maybe his career Who knows I ju- Listen Alan, I just don't like The way The Scotland set up Is going at the minute Players are falling Over themselves And I don't include Kieran Tierney in this But players are falling Over themselves Not to come and play For Scotland We now have clubs Telling the SFA That players That those clubs Stay are perfectly fit To play on a Wednesday Can't come and play For Scotland the next week and it really worries me. We, we, we bemoan during the international breaks, caller after caller on the show, bemoaning the fact that, that we can't get to a major finals. Haven't been there since 21, coming on 22 years. We'll never get there unless we can field a team with our best players in it. And it, it, it clearly is a source of great frustration to Steve Clark. He spoke about it earlier on today. But Steve Clark is one man. Steve Clark needs help. Steve Clark needs help from the SFA hierarchy to put pressure on clubs and to stand up for themselves, stand up for the Scotland national team and for the fans and do everything that's within your power to persuade, to convince, to cajole, to get those players to come and play for Scotland because the more top quality international footballers available to Steve Clark, Mm. the better the chance we have of getting to a final. I feel like Gordon... (laughs) In a, in a pretty crude way the, the, the older you are The more ridiculous this will seem Because in a bygone era This would just be like Mind-blowing stuff Like how how can, can clubs do this But it's no coincidence That as time goes on And as the English Premier League Becomes more awash with money That that, that you know becomes more of a priority And Kieran Tierney is now seen by Arsenal Not as a player But as an asset And, and, yeah. and that's that, that seems to me to influence these things I, I, I keep going back to it Gordon I think the days of uh, Being proud to turn up And play for your country Are gone I think I think. No, but, but that, that's, that's you, You're talking from The players perspective mm. I don't mean that I yeah. mean from, from The way the, the full football Business works With regarding the clubs And how, and yeah, how they view because, their players Because they look at They look at Tierney Now Without us knowing 
exactly how Arsenal are managing them, Gordon. I think it's very hard to comment on. I, I can understand where Roger's coming from that, you know, the SFA should dig their heels in. But you're dealing with a young lad. Now, if you take it back, if he's not picked up that injury and he was out for a a, a while, if he's not picked up that injury, he's been picked for Scotland, he'll be up the road playing with Scotland. Simple as that for me. But of course you can. But I think I just yeah. I just think that Arsenal work with them day in, day out. They know how to nurse them through this injury just now by games, and they feel that the best for this player is to say, Do you know what? I would rather you miss the two games. I can understand it, Gordon. I don't say that it's a hundred percent right, but I can totally understand it. There's a, there's a wee flip side to that then surely you spoke about sports scientists and all this earlier on there in this day and age surely Arsenal should be able to date uh, Scotland Scotland hierarchy look this is how this boy this is what he's doing training wise this is what we want him to do we don't want him to do anywhere and it, we could get him up here you know to do that surely Steve Clark will know that I'm in the gun the training or whatever mm. surely well, yeah, well, I mean, Ro- Ro- Roger, do- Roger doesn't need my uh, my endorsement, but I think probably the, the the best point or the kind of happy medium is could he not have come up in, in some way, shape, or form? And yeah, yeah, that would have been perfect, Gordon. But I don't know if that conversation was had. Maybe Steve Clark just decided, look, if he's not going to be involved in the squad, I'd rather concentrate on the players at hand. Yeah, fair enough. Now you, you you hear the caller talking about well, Steve, they're not going to run him into the ground. You just go back a few months ago when Ryan Jack, uh, Rangers were complaining about the work that Ryan Jack had to go through after a an old firm game the Sunday. Now, I just think that the people that work with Kieran Tierney every day probably know a lot better. Mm. And I think Steve Clark's had a conversation with the staff and the manager and probably Tierney as well. And I just think that you've got to look after the player first and do, foremost. Do, do you know we think, don't know how serious it is, do, Roger. Do you know I think I, I agree with you, Daz. Do you not think with every passing Scotland gathering, Steve Clark looks more and more fed up? As if that you know, he, he jumped at the Scotland job. I think if you know the manager come on, I get, go and take the Scotland job, don't you? But I think the problems and the frustrations of being Scotland manager are dawning on Steve Clark with each passing International gathering You know he didn't have players For the first one Yeah he, defensive the, options In the last one Were really yeah, difficult Yeah I, I think the Ryan Jack issue Will have stung Steve Clark Because And I'm not saying Who's right and who's wrong Over this But Steve Clark Only has a very limited window With which to work With these players And He will want to work with them So that they understand How he wants the team To perform and I think he will have been hurt by the criticism that was levelled at him over the over the Ryan Jack incident because he's a very experienced coach, he's a very experienced manager. He's worked with top class players at Chelsea and Liverpool and Newcastle and all of these clubs, and I think that will have hurt him. I think not having the Tierneys, the Phillipses, the Fletchers, the Snodgrasses, the Riches, the MacArthur's, all of these guys, not having any of them at his disposal. Will be a huge frustration to Steve Clark. Funnily enough, I just saw flashing up on the TV that Gareth Bale is available for Wales despite having not played since the the last game that Wales played. But yeah, anyway, that's that's beside. I'm sure Raheem Sterling and Harry Kane and these people will all be in the England squad. I'm going to try something radical. Okay, if you just hear me out, I know it's not popular. I'm going to ask you to try and give me a positive from the Scotland squad today. Go for it. Declan Gallagher for me. You think he'll Is he play? a favourite of yours? 
Yeah, I think I, I watched him at the weekend. I think the boy deserves an opportunity, Gorn. I really do. I think we struggle in that position. Um, the one thing is, he's a good footballer. He's aggressive. Um, he's good in the air. He's got good pace about him. And he's having a terrific season. So, in my opinion, why not give him an opportunity? I think we've got I'm to not, have a look I, at I these th- I think there are positives. You, you just look, there is quality through this squad. You know, you look at Andy Robertson. You look at McTominay. McGinn's just coming back off a Scotland hat-trick and a very positive performance against Liverpool at the weekend. Forrest, McGregor, Christie, all playing very well for Celtic. Ryan Jack will be pushing the likes of McGregor and McTominay and McLean and McGinn very hard with his performances for Rangers. There's quality there. Uh, Scott McKenna and Liam Cooper, two of the better centre-halves, are back in the squad. Um, And you just wonder... I know it was only little San Marino that he scored against. You wonder if Lauren Shankland has maybe somehow elbowed mm-hmm. his way in to being the first pick as the centre forward. OK, thank you to it. Alan and Hamilton on the line. Let's check in on this teaser now. Eric sent the question in. You're looking for the last nine goalkeepers to keep a clean sheet in the Scottish Cup final for a non-old firm team. So you've got Alan Manis most recently. You've got Dusan Pernas. Uh, on behalf of Ayrshiremen everywhere Campbell Money For St Mirren in 87 oh, yes Yes Good one uh, Gordon are you going to Bring anything to the yeah, table Yeah or? yeah I'm going to I'm going to just Put it, it out there Gordon And I think that uh, Obviously after my performance And beat the pundit That'll be Well liked uh, I'm going Aberdeen goalkeepers Right Maybe too far back Jim Leighton one Jim Leighton has done it Twice Well done and the one person I always say is a goalkeeper because I admire him so much. <laughs> I he know where sa- this is going. He saved my penalty kick, only penalty kick I've ever missed my career. It's Theo Snelders one. He is 1990 Aberdeen against Celtic. So you've got Jim Leighton, Campbell Money, Theo Snelders, Dusan Pernis, Alan Manis. Five down, four to go. We'll get them next and we'll speak to David and Cumbernauld. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Brighter than a thousand Catherine wheels. Gordon DL's highlights. Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Bonfire Night. Gordon DL is here and Roger Hanna is alongside him We're about to speak to David and Cumbernauld Who's been hanging on for ages So I'm going to apologise already to David Just quickly Any more on the teaser Looking for the last nine keepers To keep yeah. clean sheets in the Scottish Cup well, final For a non-old firm well, team we've, man- we've managed to get a couple Go for United it. when they beat Rangers in 94 mm-hmm. Guido van der Kamp What a name And 97 at Ibrox Kelly won Falkirk nil Yep Dragoje Lekovic Brilliant Absolutely brilliant Two to get David my apologies You've been hanging on for ages Let's hope it's worth the wait On you go uh, uh, Don't worry I'm, I'm just back for two weeks For you All day in Florida So I'm just going to make you oh, Lovely nice. I'll yeah, take my apology back <laughs> I came back as well With a pair of shorts And my legs were absolutely freezing <laughs> <laughs> Schoolboy error David Dress for your destination uh, uh, it's uh, two weeks What a difference two weeks makes Hearts and Hibs manager list uh, Rangers and Celtic Even more even than when I left It's been absolutely nail-biting thus far I just wanted to hear the panel's thoughts On uh, how they think the transfer window has went For both sides of uh, Glasgow Now uh, winter's here And we've been able to see the players In a more uh, band-out season Okay, I like that So we're looking back a bit now He's 
looking for you to sort of compare the the transfer windows had by Glasgow's big two. Who who had the better one ultimately? Oh, well, that's a that's a good question because you you look at Celtic in the early start of the season, Gordon, and there's question marks about Julian Bolingoli, one or two others that you're looking and thinking, well, have they replaced? Uh, guys like Lustig and Boyata for better players and there's a lot of question marks about Celtic's transfer activity but they're certainly coming to the, the top now I think Rangers obviously the big one for them was they always wanted Kenton and they splashed a lot of money out in them so I think both teams mm. if you look at their squad they're very very strong they're scoring goals for fun um, the two of them are now in the League Cup final and they're going head to head for the league so Sounds I'll, a bit like you're sitting on the fence uh, from, from where I'm standing to be honest uh, Gordon massively uh, you've no idea how I'm sitting there. I, I, I'm holding myself up in the fence uh, It'll be interesting to see what happens in January because the big talking point is will Celtic get and sign a striker and Rod- I think they will Roger Welsh Gordon picks the splinters out his backside are you able to be a bit more <clears throat> out there a bit more decisive? Well Rangers have closed the gap on Celtic the champions to a single goal Rangers who couldn't get to a domestic final last year Have now got to a domestic final this year Albeit they still to win it So you would think that Rangers have, The Rangers' new recruits have helped them close the gap Therefore you could argue that Rangers have had a better window Equally you could say Celtic didn't need to improve as much as Rangers did mm-hmm. So I, I think you look at through the Rangers it's slightly clouded in so much as Stephen Davis and Jermaine Defoe were January anyway. signings. They yeah. were January yeah. signings. The, the previous window and have just been, you know, the deals have been extended into this season. Um, Helander didn't look too clever at the start. Looks better than he was. Aribo has been uh, the brighter start and has faded a wee bit. Kent's obviously had the injury. Uh, you know, as we said, Ojo has looked decent. Celtic's new recruit mainly at the back, Julian. If you take Livingston and Lyndon Dykes out the equation Has looked okay I like the look of El Hamid Albeit he struggled to get to full fitness Bolingoli, disastrous start Looks better now Frimpong looks a terrific player The guy, came, you know, the kid that came in right at the end of the window So El Yunusi <laughs> El Yunusi's been good Forster Yeah, Fraser Forster I actually didn't think Celtic needed a goalkeeper But they've got a very good one So if you're asking... Rangers have closed the gap You might say Rangers have At the minute And these things change On a weekly basis Maybe Rangers have the better window uh, David what about Porto on Thursday Confident uh, Do you know what I think we've looked Absolutely amazing In Europe And considering It wasn't too long ago That we weren't Europe was but a distant dream um, I think Porto are there To be had They were Absolutely amazing um, For the name that they have uh, But you know when you're at Ibrox, anything can happen. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think Rangers will get into the game with a lot of confidence. I thought they played very, very well over in Portugal. Uh, they're scoring goals at Ibrox. Uh, they're playing good, some good stuff. It'll be a packed house. I think on Thursday night, Rangers will have enough to beat Porto. I really do. I think they'll be good enough. Um, and it'll be interesting to see the, the, the starting lineup. But I just think with the, the squad that they've got, I think they've got goals in their team, obviously, with the two strikers that are banging for them just now. And home advantage, I see Rangers winning that. David, you're a good man. Thank you very much for the call. That'll be the final one for tonight. Uh, just a couple of minutes left of the show. Where are we with regards to time frame for the two big managerial 
jobs in Edinburgh, Roger. It's not often we get two jobs of that size open at, at, at the same time. Are you expecting movement um, soon? <coughs> not lightning quick, I wouldn't think. Um, the reason I say that is after this weekend, there's the international break, and that buys the two boards of directors an extra couple of weeks. Um, I would expect Austin McPhee, who had a very difficult Sunday against Rangers in the semi final, to remain in charge for the bottom of the table clash with St Mirren. Uh, Hibs already said Eddie May, Grant Murray, Stephen Whittaker will take the Hibs team for the game at St Johnson. I'm going to for Super Scoreboard on Saturday, where it's 10th against 9th. So, um, mm. Hearts and Hibs both have got their direct rivals at the weekend. I don't really think results will matter too much because I can't see either Austin McPhee or Eddie May getting the jobs. For me, Stephen Robinson remains favourite for Hearts. Jack Ross remains favourite for Hibs. And Come on, Roger. I've yet to be dissuaded. Come on, Roger. Either notion. Slightly different situations, mm. though, because Hearts need to recruit a sporting director. And I would assume you do that first. Mm. Hibs don't need to do that. They just appointed Graham Matthews as theirs, what was that, maybe a week or, a week or so ago? So. I mean, maybe that's that's the difference. Then Hearts perhaps have to move first on on getting the structure before the manager. Um, Do you think? Yeah, can yeah. you see both teams maybe looking outside the box? You know, instead of the normal candidates out there, like you're talking about, Motherwell well, manager Jack Ross, people. Has like. this not got them into trouble before? Because Hibs looked outside the box when they went to get Paul Hecking bottom from down south, and I with no experience of Scottish football, who filled the team with guys from the lower leagues in English football thinking it would be a scoosh up here and it came back to bite him in the derriere. Hearts thought outside the box when they brought in Ian Cathro. Um, that didn't work particularly well and Craig Levine reluctantly had to come down the stairs into the dugout and that didn't work particularly well in the final analysis. So, mm. so that's a no then. There's maybe a lot to be said for minimising risk by going with guys like Robinson and Ross who know the league, know the players and, and know how to succeed up here. Okay, I think we'll take another look at tonight's teaser then just to round us off. Uh, let me start by thanking Eric for sending tonight's question in. And if you want to hear your question on the show in the future, please send them in to fulltime at clyde1.com. We can never have too many because it's going to be a long old season. So Eric says, quite simply, can you name the last nine goalkeepers to have a clean sheet in the Scottish Cup final for a non-old firm team? Now, starting most recently, you've got Alan Manis, Dusan Pernis, uh, Dragoje Lekovic Guido van de Kamp Theo Snelders Campbell Money Jim Layton Which means you have got Two to get I'm only saying this Because I saw him At the launch of Aberdeen's new training academy Last week Is Bobby Clark one? No oh, What? I played against Bobby Clark That's of no use To no. the teaser what, I'm afraid We're going to ask For one clue uh-huh. Are they all further back In the distance? Oh yes Oh yes They oh. are Are you talking about Further further back? Or just <laughs> further back? <laughs> The How further back are we going here? Oh, we're going far back. Well, give us a wee clue. They didn't fit. One of them's now, in the 70s. 70s? <laughs> One of them is. So it must be, I'll be a Rangers or Celtic goalkeeper. Peter Latchford. No, it, can't, <gasps> it can't be. It. <laughs> the full question listen, is about non Rangers or Celtic goalkeepers. <laughs> Come on, right, quick, right. Uh, by the way, Jerry H has got some uh, There's some good good attempts coming in. John McIlvanny got one of the ones you're still looking for. Uh, John Streleski throwing in a few Jockstein's not one No Peter Gray Got a couple Alright I'll need to give you clues Dundee United Against Rangers It was 0-0 the first match And then it went to a replay Well it was 4-1 In 81 4-1 yeah, I was there And Rangers won it 
So yeah. what about the nil-nil though? Yeah. Oh, Hamish McAlpine. Hamish McAlpine. Hamish McAlpine. Oh. I played with Hamish McAlpine as well. And again, this one had... Uh, uh, this had... Uh, Went to a third replay I think 1979 Hibs oh, against Rangers Oh my god I spoke to him yesterday Jim MacArthur Jim MacArthur There we go Well oh, done god. We got there in the end With the help of a couple of clues Thank you to Roger Hanna And to Gordon DL Thank you very much For all your calls And tweets You can do it again Tomorrow night from 6 o'clock I'm in the company Of Mark Guidi And Jim Duffy As we hear from both Neil Lennon And Stephen Gerrard Ahead of those Massive Europa League games In the meantime Stay right there Stephen Miller's up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.